When Foxy Brown comes to town, all the brothers gather round, cause she can really shake them down. Pam Greer, that one chick hit squad who creamed you as coffee, is back to do a job on the mob as Foxy Brown. You tell me who you want done, and I'll do the hell out of it. A chick with drive who don't take no jive. She's crazy. There's no telling what she'll do. She's sweet brown sugar with a touch of spice. If you see a man anywhere, send him in, because I do need a man. And murder if you don't treat her nice. Sounds like a public menace. Sure do. Foxy's got guts. No ifs, ands, or buts. I better warn you, I got a black belt in karate. And I got my black belt in bar stools. I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Welcome to Prattle World. I'm your host, the ever amazing, ever spectacular Spider Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to Clone Wars, where two similar pieces of media clash to be crowned champion. Two go in and only one comes out. And today we are finally talking black exploitation, a groundbreaking genre in many ways, as progressive as it is problematic in some aspects, but we will get into that. And we're talking and celebrating the queen of black exploitation. We're talking about Pam Greer, a titan of cinema. And I can only talk about Pam Greer, this titan, with two other titans of the podcasting world. Rhea Carrigan, who's uh, been on the show before with our Slither podcast, and a new, and probably in the future will probably end up becoming a co-host at this rate, because she's already on two podcasts upcoming that we've already arranged, and Rhea is also coming back for one of them. So it is Tonya Todd. Finally, we meet. <laughs> yes, meow. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Oh, Rhea. And Rhea is here as well. And uh, I I love you guys. I love your podcast. I think you make a terrific uh, comedy duo, I think, on all these podcasts. (laughs) I (laughs) I mean, I would say uh, Tonya's definitely the straight woman. And I am the... I would say I'm I'm the the classic ditzy best friend is what I would go for. (laughs) But you, you balance each other out perfectly. And we have and, each other's backs. And, uh, you know, I've seen it in other podcasts, you don't take any shit from any of the hosts. And, you know, if I if I say something untoward, you know, I, I'm ready for it. You can, you you have a go at, way, at me if you need to. Uh, I absolutely you loved you. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I loved you guys. Uh, uh, you and Megan uh, tearing into Mike that one time about feminism was one of my favorite podcasts of all time. So, uh, I've heard check- that a lot. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> 
I think I just like seeing Mike bullied. I think that's what it is. Oh, he's so sweet. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He handled it so well. I no, know he, he, did. Did. he did. I wanted to um I wanted to do a joke today. So obviously we've got uh Ms. Marvel and Kenobi out at the same yes. time. And both are on Comics in Motion. And today Kenobi got published because Comics motion just one a day. So Ms. Marvel's not coming out till Sunday. Exclusive, Tonya, because Tonya's oh. on it and is amazing on it, of course. So I made a joke to our lovely friend Tony Farina about it, saying, classic white man media gets put before anything to do about a black, uh, uh, sorry, a brown Muslim woman. Um, and obviously, funny, funny, funny. Uh, saying it as an absolute joke, but also, you know, it's true. It's funny and- because... People are not like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, that's why it's funny, right? Tony was like, oh, you should say it. And I was like, I can't, because poor Mike is the possibly the loveliest person on earth. And he'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. And you know he would apologize. And I don't want that. I, he it's he would have gladly stepped aside too. I know, I know. And it, and it's like, and I just, just, I can't do it. He's he's too he's too precious. As much as I like to tease him, and he teases us all back, he's too precious. We can't do that to Mike. And we don't want someone misconstruing and exactly. No, no, exactly. We can tease him in house, but he doesn't deserve any real viciousness. Absolutely not. I mean, nobody really does in this whole network. They are all precious, and we should keep them all special. I'm glad you said in this network because yeah, (laughs) Yeah. in this pod, just in this podcast, (laughs) yeah, just one, just us three. (laughs) three. We are the we we are the titans. We are the titans. Oh, um, I, I can't agree with that because there are too many wonderful people in common. It's true. I know. Okay. Well, whatever you bring. <laughs> sorry, Dan. You whatever do. you bring. Oh, you sorry. Sorry for paying you lots of compliments. Whatever you bring. <laughs> To the Comics in Motion family, which is an amazing family, go subscribe, like, anyone that's connected or peripherally uh, linked to Comics in Motion, including myself, um, (laughs) are are amazing. So so do that. But we are here again to talk uh, black exploitation, and we're celebrating two of the earliest Pam Grier films, which are her breakout films and were very popular and kind of shifting what black exploitation was at that time as well. So we're going to be looking at coffee and we're also going to be looking at Foxy Brown. Before we start, what do you feel about the black exploitation genre? What are your feelings about it in general? And also uh, Pam as a star, as uh, a person for change and changing the kind of face of cinema and feminism and the representation of uh, black women during the 70s. Wow, that was a lot, but it's all there, isn't it? It's all part of it. <laughs> you you would think you would think it's it's there are only the, the very short films, only an hour and a half, but the amount of context and subtext yeah. and everything that's in there is it's incredible. They were the right length because it, it left no room for fluff. It was just you have to do this, you move to this, you get to this part of the film, and then boom, we're done. There's no oh man, we're just sitting here waiting for something to happen. Something was always happening. And I appreciated that we, you know, we have so many women in these films, but both of those films had tons of women in them. It wasn't just a man's film starring this one woman and we're saying, see, we're feminists because we have one woman. (laughs) And back then, a lot of times that kind of thing happened. It's like, look at this one female that we are (laughs) elevating. We are feminists. Like, no, I mean, it's a start. It is a start and you don't want to push it aside because there were so many who weren't even doing that. And then you take the separate, you know, the intersection of Black media, which again, that's a totally different kind of minority because women were definitely minorities back then when it came to, I mean, they, they still are, but 
at the time, even more so in terms of the power that they had in making films, choosing films, writing films, being behind the camera and in front of the camera, having the types of roles that empower you and give you agency, not just playing someone's love interest. And that is not what she was in the, she was not just someone's love interest. She was an out and out powerhouse star who was kicking ass, taking and literally taking names and making things happen on her own. And so I love the empowerment part of it, the exploitation part of it. I mean, it's in the name, it's in the name. And it seems like, all right, the only way to make this happen and push anything forward is to exploit these things that make people fetishize us, you know? So I think that they embraced it, took that power back. Do I love watching it? Some of it is cringeworthy. You know, some of it is like, oh, wow, they're doing this, all the chocolate jokes, you know, (laughs) it's just, uh, some some of it is just gross, but I understand why it needed to be done and I don't fault them their choices at all. Sorry, Ria. I took the rant this time. Go no, ahead. I, I have no idea why you're apologizing because, Dan, that's the podcast done. I don't think we can top anything of what cut, on your cut. <laughs> that was incredible. Really, really. Again, like I, it was quite a loaded question, but you you've answered that brilliantly. Um, but I, I'd still like an answer from you, Ria, because you are a big part of this as well. I just want to listen to Tonya talk some more. Um, okay, so let me th- I, like I've completely gone from the question as well because I'm just what a wonderful insightful thing you just said so my experience of of the genre is I'm about to say classic white movie film fan Quentin Tarantino um you know for most of us he is our introduction to it because we watch white man films and go oh yeah he's cool he must like cool things but I knew of Pam Greer before Jackie Brown, before he'd started talking about her as being a thing, because she is just such a powerhouse of of an actress and and of a woman. And I do actually think, so I've been thinking really hard about this. When I first watched Foxy Brown, because I thought it was fairly recently, and I say that like within the last 10 years, then I realised I've been with Mother Half for 10 years and I've not watched it since I've been with him. So I've obviously watched it quite a long time ago and remember having fond memories of it, but also thinking there's a lot of boobs in this. I remember thinking that, but also obviously just being like, Pam Greer is just absolutely sensational in everything that she does in that film. And I was pleased to watch it this time round and and feel the exact same way about her. In fact, I feel even stronger about her performance and what she's doing with the role. The, the genre is not for me. And I mean that as in because I am a white woman and it's not made for me. And I 100% appreciate that. I am not one of these people who will go and say, oh, this film is about black gay men, so it's not for me. It's you sit and you watch it and you learn, you read, you research afterwards, you understand more about it why it was made how it was made why these decisions were made and that's been one of the most interesting things for me about watching them now being an intersectional feminist as I am now which I wouldn't have been when I first watched it I would have just called myself a feminist and I'm both blown away mostly by Foxy Brown I do not think highly of coffee spoilers give it it a game away already i know um (laughs) at what well but it is about both of them because you know they are a pair at what these two films are trying to do and i think it's i can see why they're held in such esteem 
Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm. The, I'm. Think I'm the same. I. I think I feel like obviously. Yeah. As a. As a. As a white straight male, obviously this was part of a movement in so many ways. So many things were changing in the seventies for for all sorts of people. For you know the sexuality of of women. For uh, the women's movement. For um, for the black movement as well. I think. There's, and there's a lot of those elements that filter through into these kind of entertaining films. And, and again, like we said, there, there is problematic things about the idea of exploiting these themes and trends of stuff that was going on in society. But it was one of the first times that black creators got to have their say and got on screen and were shown, you know, you know, being in loving relationships and stuff and having sex. You know, this these things weren't normalized back then. So it's incredible that we got there. Yes, maybe some of the exploitative elements to get there and to show these type of things was problematic. And again, with black exploitation, a lot of the money was made by white people. Mm. It did not go to black people. Um, but you know, we got people like Richard Roundtree and all the different stars that come out, and and you know, Pam as well is a huge. Uh, huge star in the black exploitation scene, Fred Williamson. You know, all all amazing, amazing actors still working to this day. Most of them as well, I think. And and you know, and the and the music as well. A lot of the Motown music was filtering through into the soundtracks as well. well I'm sure we'll talk about those because I think I think the soundtracks are fantastic in both films. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it's it was an important thing. But I always I like to look at problematic films because I think we need to contextualize how far we've come in society and and how much things have changed and yes there is uncomfortable stuff in in these films and and again we'll go into it but it's it's always interesting to see like contextually where where we are in history you know i i always like looking at comic books and seeing you know what are they trying to say here why why is why is the captain america villain in this comic richard nixon what are they saying in the 70s you know um i i love that and i love the the idea of kind of piecing that together and i think through entertainment i've learned a lot more about history and and the class system social struggles you know you name it and and i think it's it's a movement that had to happen and it did happen again it's not perfect but which what movement is you know which how is it handled it always depends and i think different people were trying to do different things and obviously here we do have a white director a, a white writer but i think what he was trying to do was spin the idea of this on its head uh, but before we get too deep into all this um uh, we we do have to compare them so i do have some reasons for comparison, so I'll just list those very quickly. So um, both films star Pam Grier in the title role. Both were written and directed by Jack Hill. Both star Sid Haig, who would reunite with Pam years later in Jackie Brown. Both were produced by American International Pictures. Both were released 11 months apart. It's not even a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how popular Coffee was. Uh, both lead characters go undercover as sex workers, and Foxy Brown was Foxy Brown was intended to be a sequel to Coffee called Burn Coffee Burn. Um, so, do we want to start talking about Coffee? Shall we go for it? I would like to know why Rhea preferred Foxy Brown. Ooh, okay. Ooh, can we go straight into that? Still, sure, yeah, sure, go for it. Um, I think for me overall, it is a better film. 
I, I feel the script is stronger. I feel Pam Greer's performance is just absolutely out of this world. I I could watch her acting in the way that she acts in this film in literally everything. Put her as Foxy Brown in any film. Genuine. Put in Star Wars, like, please. That would be amazing. <laughs> I think she's... There's something about her in this film where I just think I couldn't take my eyes off her not because she is the most incredibly beautiful woman in this film but I just her performance just was mesmerizing for me I also felt for me it was a bit less exploitative um in terms of her I felt like her character was a bit more powerful although I love the interpretations of her character in both films I don't know if interpretation is the right word I just enjoyed it more I just enjoyed it a lot more I I had more fun watching it I sat and didn't find myself being as distracted as I was with with coffee and I just sort of I felt I'm not trying to choose my words carefully. I'm trying to think of my words, if that's what you think that sigh is. Um, I I felt that the issues in Foxy Brown, even though, because I looked up as well, and I was like, these feel really filmed at the same time and came out at the same time and saw that it was the 11 months between them. I felt that the issues that were being talked about in Foxy Brown feel more relevant and felt more on the nose in a good way i don't know okay. if i've expressed all that right but we'll come into it when we're talking about it my we brain will. is so frazzled we will but I, I i in some ways i agree with you in some ways but um i've not i've not obviously i never come into this with a decision and we've got categories we're gonna we're gonna base the mm-hmm. comparison on as per usual um i know you guys haven't done one of these before but i'll, I'll lead the way I'll lead so the i've way. listened to them so i know <laughs> i know what's happening well well i i i appreciate that ria because some of my guests never listen look at <laughs> I'm looking at you, Dennis. I'm looking at you. Want to listen? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis only listens to the ones he's on. That's the thing. <laughs> he, he's a prima donna. So anyway, I love you, Dennis, but we know who you are. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, let's let's talk about about coffee and kind of uh, uh, the plot. So Tonya, could you tell us? Even though the the films are basically the same film, I'd like you to tell me the tell me the they plot of coffee. <laughs> So uh, I'll, I'll let you uh, I'll let you paint that picture of the story of the film. Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> too much pressure. Too much pressure. <laughs> Would you like me to? Well, I can do it, or Ria can do it. Yeah, everyone here is here to hear your voice, not ours. Oh no 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 no. They're here to they're here for you guys, not for me. We're I'm the bonus. <laughs> <They're here. laughs> I, I am merely the facilitator. That's all. <laughs> And just... facilitate us with the plot. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. So uh, Coffee is, uh, I, I, I realised this while watching the film, her name is not actually Coffee, that's like her nickname. It's uh, yeah. Co- Coffin is her mm-hmm. name, which I don't know if that, that might have been a cooler title maybe. Um, that you know, coffin. Obviously, yes, the you don't get the reference to the color of your skin. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's a point. Um, but yes. Is a similar nickname, but coffee is a sexier one. True. True. That's right. Coffee um, tastes better than coffins. Trust me. Do you think? Do you, think <laughs> you know that? You know that saying, which is you know very inappropriate, but you know I like I like my women like I like my coffee. Do you think yes. that comes from this, or is that is that an no, older I think phrase? That that. Okay. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So, Coffee is a nurse um, at a local hospital, uh, but we don't know that at the start of the film. We just yeah. see her in the back of a car 
and she's pretending to be um, on drugs. And these two predatory men are like, you know, do what you want with her. And he goes, I'll just watch and get high. Uh, <laughs> that was dude. such a funny line. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, ah, oh, what, what lovely characters we have <laughs> in this film. But uh, but obviously that comes to the point and we learn that Coffee is pretending as we as we we hear the title song. We we see the credits roll. They're not very interesting, the credits, but the song is very nice. And uh, and then. And then we have that bombastic scene where she reveals herself to mm-hmm. not be what they believe it. And she's got a line where, you know, he didn't know it was coming. Uh, and that's why he wasn't scared or he, he you know, he right. didn't really truly believe it. But you better believe it's coming. And then she uh, she blows this guy, the first guy's head off with a sawn off shotgun, which is very graphic for the time mm. as well. Um, yeah, it was very cool. <laughs> I, I, lo- I loved it. I was Agreed. like. I even I, <laughs> even I was like, oh, uh, and uh, and then she gets the guy to over make himself overdose, and then we're kind of off to the races, and we learn that Coffee's uh, sister, eleven year old sister, has has uh, is now a, a you know a, a heroin addict basically, and is in a uh, kind of a treatment center, and Coffee is trying to work her day job as a nurse or night job as a nurse, and while still hunting down the the dope pushes, as she puts it, um, and to get her revenge. So that that is the plot. But how did we feel about coffee? Uh, what, are, what are there anything that is there anything that you kind of picked out of coffee that you like? The movie or the character? Bit of both. Bit of both. So the character I was on board with the moment she pulled out that shotgun. It was like, yes, this is my hero. Let's go. I ride now that I know this is your ploy. Like I was holding out, hoping, like, please let this be fake. Please let her not be a drug addict. Please let her just be using their weaknesses to further whatever, whatever reason she has to get vengeance. I am here for it. And she did not disappoint. So I loved her. I love the conflict of her character because, you know, she's a nurse. You're supposed to be saving lives. You could see that it was troubling her that she's doing this thing that is hurting others when she's supposed to be saving lives to the point where she almost confesses to a cop, like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, don't, don't talk about it. But it's because she's conflicted. I love that element of it because they didn't point to it. They didn't give her some stupid line where she says, what are, what are we, a suicide squad? You know, <laughs> nothing so stupid as that, where she had to actually say what she was thinking it was clear and i liked her reasons for doing it i don't think it's a typical thing you know that reason isn't always played on screen so i liked that element and what i really liked is she did not need anybody else in this film to achieve her goals which was different from foxy brown where she needed help i loved that everything that she accomplished she did by herself anyone she thought she could count on fell through. All of her success was her own. And that is something I loved about this, this one in comparison with the other. It doesn't mean that it had all the better elements, but of, of that, her agency and her power was better in this one. Cool. Rhea, what, what did you think of Coffee as a character as well? Yeah, absolutely same. Absolutely loved her. I loved the, I loved how we see the conflict, exactly what Tonya said. You know, she, we have this amazing opening like the opening of this film is just so brilliant and you can feel it coming you're just like yeah she's gonna 
you you just know I mean because obviously I read the synopsis also new but like you it's just done so well that you just know and then she gets out the, the gun and boom and then I love the death of the of the other guy forces him to have an overdose because why not why shouldn't he suffer in all of the ways that he's made other people suffer um and then you see her go back to her job as a nurse and she can't perform her job and it's quite I, I felt taken aback in a good way because you've seen her be this absolute powerhouse and and really like go you know she's into the role she's she's acting as this drug addict and then she is so badass and then you see that it has uh, has a has an impact on her and, and and we imagine right she's a nurse that's vocational that she loves that job that job's really important to her but this vengeance it, you know it's taking over her life and it's affecting this job which is vocational for her. and i just think that that whole beginning was just done so incredibly well I really like her relationship with the people around her. So I love um, her friends, the police officer Carter, and I loved the dynamic between them. You know, she has him as a friend, but it's exactly what Tonya said. You know, everything's her own motivation. She doesn't get him on board to help her. He obviously, I'm assuming we're allowed to talk spoilers, right? He, yes, he gets I, I'm killed. Gonna... Yeah. <laughs> spoilers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Yes, we're talking. The, we're talking about the foot. We've not gone further than the opening, really. But, yeah. Uh, sorry. But yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I was about to talk things. Talk about things wider. But then, further on in the film, we see that she she still has her caring nature. She's taking care of other women. I mean, she's also kicking the butts of other women, which is awesome. But you know, we see that when she sees that somebody's vulnerable and vulnerable from these people, that she wants to take care of them and she wants to save them because you know she wants to save her sister and everything happened to her sister. And I think she's really complex. I think for a short film in the genre that it is with a rare black female lead, to see them be so complex is just, you know, it's, it's quite mind blowing, really. It's, and the brilliance and, of her plan at the beginning. Not oh, only yeah. So out, he set up the one to look like he was to blame. I know. So good. <laughs> I, I love the 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 exact stuff I like about coffee is the stuff you've mentioned. I love uh, I love vengeance as a as a kind of concept in film and storytelling. I, you know that's one of the the big main you know storytelling kind of um, you know those kind of framing devices or what have you. Um, I love that, and I also love seeing the conflict of the because I'm not a, I'm not a violent person. I'm I'm you know somewhat of a pacifist. You know I don't I'm you know it's not something I enjoy in real life. On film, obviously, I quite I get quite a lot of of kick out of it, but I know it's fake. You know, obviously, um, and I I always love seeing that conflict, and I also love again if I'm watching a. a character get their vengeance the villains cannot be relatable in any way <laughs> and as we see in that first opening scene they're gonna molest and do whatever to her and they're gonna fill her full of drugs these are not nice guys you are you're not going oh these guys are okay and i think at this time in in the black exploitation genre you know um like these drug dealers and pimps were kind of more idolized mm -hmm. and i think that's what this script and what jack hill and pam because 
Pam Gray had a lot of input in the script. She uh, she based the character on her mother, who was a nurse. Um, so it was a huge, huge kind of personal project for her and Jack. And he he discovered her and was like, you're going to be a star. You are going to be I a star. I love that element, that they were so anti-drug about it when, you know, drugs were something that were celebrated at the time. I yeah. loved that they took that stand. And when every time it seemed like they were, they were going to pull back, it's like, no, across the board, this is the message of this film. Even if you don't agree with the message, they stuck to it. I appreciate that they they didn't waver once they made made their Damn. Yeah, I, th- I think again, it's it's flipping the script on what these films could be, and mm-hmm. what and what they should be, and and how they're represented, and how people are represented, women are represented, people of color, you know, it, like Jack Hill, you know, again, he's a white guy, but I feel like he came from a music background, so he he was interacting in a world where you know black people and white people would mix a bit more often and i think his experience there and the lifestyle and the people he knew kind of fed into into the creation with pam of this script and uh, and i I, lo- I love so many elements of it i i think the stunts are great and and that's the thing with pam as well like when she was a, when she was a child her grandfather raised her and he said, you've got to be just as good as all the lads at all this stuff. You know, they worked on a farm, I think, somewhere. And he was like, right, you've got to do this. You've got to do that. She knew martial arts. You know, she's done her own stunts. She can drive. She can shoot. She knew all this stuff before even coming on. So, and uh, and, and Quentin Tarantino says there's, there is no equivalent to, no white equivalent at the time for Pam Greer. You know, um, Fred Williamson was like the rock, the, you know, was it the, uh, the black Charles Bronson? And sorry. Um, and and Pam is so unique and so powerful that she never had an equivalent. Arguably the first female action hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before you before your uh, Sarah Connors, Linda Hamilton's, before your Sigourney Weavers. And and she was there, like on the on the cutting edge of action filmmaking. And what I love about her being an action hero as well because I 100% think she is you can't watch either of these films and not think that she isn't is that they don't strip away her femininity they don't strip away who she is she's allowed to be beautiful as well as tough um like physically tough you know we always talk about strong powerful women and people automatically go to Sarah Connor well it's not always about being physically tough although you know Pam Greer isn't this she's also you know mentally hardening herself she's also got absolute resolve she you know she believes this is wrong what they are doing is wrong and she will not be wavered from that that is a strong powerful woman but she is also allowed to celebrate her body celebrate her sexuality I mean I know we're talking about coffee specifically here but one of the things I absolutely loved about both of these films were the sex scenes you know they you know I do feel like they went, oh God, she's beautiful. We do need to see her naked a lot, <laughs> which is fair. Um, and you know, if she, she used it as a power, she, she used, used it as power. And if she's as also power. as an actress, if she's comfortable with it and if it's giving her opportunities and she's making practical decisions, too fucking right. But you know, she, you know, the sex scenes are real, but they also she's powerful in the sex scenes. You know, she is an equal in the sex scenes with her with her boyfriends and with her lovers. Um, you know, obviously in, in some of the films a bit later on uh it's in foxy brown she is she is raped and sexually assaulted and she is obviously not powerful in those but the ones in the sex scenes where she's actively participating 
she's doing exactly what I said, actively participating. We're seeing a black woman be powerful in a black couple dynamic. And I think that's just amazing. She's infiltrating the different organizations. She is used, I mean, she reminded me of Catwoman in those scenes Mm. because sure, Catwoman is wearing outfits that are very slinky and sexual and eye-grabbing. That's part of her ploy. That is because men respond in such a way that they can't focus properly on what they should be doing. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm going to use all of my assets so that I can achieve my goal. And that's what she did. If I wear this low cut thing, they're going to be too busy looking here to pay attention to the fact that I'm smarter than they are. They're never going to suspect my brain because their noses are going to be too far in my cleavage. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's 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 imagery. That's definitely imagery. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Why did I invite her? (laughs) Uh, No, no, no. I'm I'm very much enjoying the imagery. I um yeah like I I just I love the I think I love the brutality of of Coffee more than Foxy Brown as well because I think it's a slightly darker film I think I think Rhea is right this Foxy Brown is more fun it's more colourful it's more fashionable um for the time and I think Pam had her own dresser on on that particular film because she was yeah there. it's more polished there's definitely more money involved oh definitely yeah I think so as well images look better the outfits look better her hair looks better like all of it it's like coffee set up the budget for that movie <laughs> yeah well the the reason um so coffee did really well because AIP had the opportunity to make another black exploitation film called Cleopatra Jones, but they lost the opportunity, and they I think they sold it to Warner Brothers. I think uh, so. They were like, "Well, we want we want a you know a black heroine for our black exploitation film. So let's rush it out, quick, 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 quick." Yeah. And, <laughs> and actually, this made far more money than Cleopatra Jones. I think Cleopatra Jones, I've not seen it, but I, I hear it's quite, you know, it's a, a defining film for the, the black exploitation genre. Um, but this one blew it out of the water in regards to box office. And I think that was due to Pam's star power. Mm. Has to be. Right. Her, I will her, agree that the act, her acting was better in Foxy Brown, but she had already been playing that character for something. She's pretty much a, a very similar character. She probably had a lot more confidence after her success from the first film, and she had more control behind the scenes because there is a lot less nudity in that film. Mm, mm. Whereas it seemed like a requirement. If you are a woman on this set, you mm. must reveal your breasts. That's the requirement to work on copy. <laughs> By Foxy Brown, that was not the case. <laughs> No, I, I did read that, um, I think I read this on the Wikipedia, she said that initially in those films, she she did want to show a lot of her body because she was very proud of it, but I mean, also... I would too, if I had that body, I'm sorry. <laughs> we already know that I like being naked. If I had that body, I'd just be like, hello, everyone. <laughs> I didn't just mean her, I meant all of the other I know you did. Yeah, uh, <laughs> three women, if I recall correctly, who did not show their breasts in coffee. And it was kind of ridiculous because, oh, I tripped over a table and my oh, breast fell out. You know, I know. Like- <laughs> the fight is all about them ripping each other's right. tops off. It annoyed me so much. It is very much that classic stereotypical cat fight type yeah. thing, isn't it? it? Was, that fight was so dumb. I mean, <laughs> I, hate, I hated that fight. I sneezed and my top fell off. You know, <laughs> every possible idiotic combination of events results in. Boobies, you know, it was just so dumb. 
if in doubt, show breasts. I think that's right. that's the that's the exploitation motto. If in doubt, show breasts. But I don't think that that's black exploitation. I think no, no. Yes. 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 It's sex sex exploitation. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. And the fight the fight did annoy me for that and for pitting her against other women because we can already see that in the room she's the one that everybody's interested in, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like to be fair, you saw the comparison though. She was just absolutely stunning in comparison. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, her accent less so. Uh, no, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. like, please let this be on purpose. Like, please let it be bad on purpose. How could it possibly really be that bad? Like, oh. who is that off? Is it? Is it like a? Is it like another Moon Knight and his accent? Is no, it, it was much worse. It's worse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I agree. I agree. Her accent wasn't great, and I think she was the first one to say, "Yeah, it's not. It's not my best." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was Jason Statham. Statham in it. Oh, Statham um, in it. I can't. I can't. Statham in it. Yeah, I can't make that work. But but the fight scene did really annoy me because we already knew she had the power in that room, like, and that was done so well. And it was a fight scene just to pit women against each other and show right. some boobs. And I was just a bit sort of, I think that's, it made her feel less powerful as a character for me personally. Um, and I was yeah, like, I just and, don't want to see chick fights. Yeah, unless they're and, amazing. Unless they're like equal footing, kung fuing each other awesomeness. Right, kill Bill. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, Kill Bill, no doubt, was influenced by these films anyway. Um, you know, especially some of the characters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, I, I, again, I love the action. I think it is, you know, well choreographed. But I, I do agree that it does have, you know, those exploitation elements. I do, I do quite like the idea of her hiding the razor blade. I love that. I did love <laughs> yeah, that. that was brilliant. As, I, as somebody, I, I'm never going to compare my hair to a black person's hair because that's a ridiculous thing to do but as somebody who has crazy hair I was also like mm, for the future if I'm ever going to get into any fights <laughs> I'll be storing them in my hair thank you very much and that's another that's another thing uh, Pam brought to the character and Foxy Brown as well was the the hiding of weapons and stuff in her in her afro and that was and, brilliant because no white person is going to even consider that that nope. that is where she's hiding a weapon. Nope. <laughs> it was but, so believable. Like, yep. I mean, yep. in the next film, doesn't she hide like a gun? Yeah, that, that's a little. She does. She does. Yeah. But you could hide like a, something sharp. You could definitely do that <laughs> without anyone noticing. <laughs> um, what did we think of uh, of King George? Uh, the very stereotypical pimp character in, in this. So I was glad that they had black people as good and bad. It wasn't like all white people are bad and all black people are good. Cause that also isn't a believable film. Not like this is such a believable film. <laughs> <laughs> right. Most nurses go undercover as prostitutes, infiltrate <laughs> a ring and kill everybody involved. <laughs> such gritty realism, such realism. Right. But I, I guess I like that they weren't trying to be anti anybody but drug dealers. They were they weren't being anti they weren't being racist about it. They were just saying, hey, these people are sometimes involved. These people are sometimes involved. There is a power dynamic, and there are good and bad on both sides. And I appreciate that. And maybe that's because I'm biracial and I don't like seeing either side portrayed as evil all the time. It's like it hurts me either way, you know. Mm, yeah. But I I appreciated that they had him and. 
he seemed really bad. And then you could kind of feel for him in the situation because he actually didn't screw anybody over in that, in that scenario. And he was punished more than he needed to be. That, that scene is brutal. That was my least favorite scene. Like I just, I, I hate watching that kind of thing on screen. Yeah, it was it, even for me. I was, I was just, I just, yeah. Like, and I, again, I, I watch a lot of violent stuff and and violent films. But even I was like, it wasn't the violence of it; it was yeah. the emotional trauma. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, so I mean, if I they had just stabbed him or even bled him to death, that wouldn't have been as challenging to watch as oh, this is seeped in racist history. Yeah. So yeah. Now yeah. you have the weight of all of that emotional trauma from centuries. It's not the violence. It's yeah, it's, it's, it. what it, it's what it yeah. represents, yeah. but yeah, I, I, he, He's lynched, and yeah. I know this is from the 70s, but I don't, you know, watching it now, yeah, I don't... Casual, 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 casually, as if it was just it's okay just to do it. Too. Yeah, yeah. and I, you know, I don't think we need to see more black people being lynched in our media. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, obviously, it's incredibly important to talk about these things, mm. um, but I also think, I just, I don't think we need to see it anymore unless it's dealt with in a particular way sure not just for violence no i i agree i agree uh, i will say this about it though it does make you want those bastards to oh yeah die. i'm so glad they get like fucking destroyed <laughs> i just I, think there are a lot of other ways they could have handled that and still have the same result absolutely something seeped in that kind of history no i i totally i totally agree and i can totally see from that that standpoint why it's it's uncomfortable especially um, but yeah. Um, what about the kind of uh, love story in the film? What do we What do we think of this? He did it wrong, man. I mean, what yeah. a fucking rat! <laughs> so pleased she gets her revenge. What a fucking. He seems like a twat from the very beginning, doesn't he? Yeah. And then you know that opening scene where he's in the club and the girls dancing at him. He's like, oh yeah. And then he gets his his long term girlfriend to come along. Right. This is where you invite her. Right. Fuck off, dude. And then I have no respect for women. You know, these people that are dancing behind me and can't go to the, he can't go on holiday with her because he wants to be the senator. Yeah. Although the thing I loved about him was, and I say that in terms of what the film did with his character, was when he was filming his promotional piece and I really like what the film did with that because you don't know that he's specifically filming his promotional piece when they first start doing it. And then obviously film itself comes out of doing that and shows all the people around him. And, you know, and I love what it's saying politically about his character, about people seeking power, especially when it turns out he's a arsehole who is exploiting right. everybody. And the stuff he's saying is true. Yeah. But then you see that it's a performance. You yeah. Know? <laughs> they integrated all of those layers into that one scene and the, the end where he's just like i think the take was a lot better that time we're like oh this guy i know it's so good <laughs> Did it more than once <laughs> awful awful i i what i really liked about his character was the emotional manipula- manipulation right in the finale uh with the character because coffee's she's been through it she's been you know beaten uh kidnapped tortured you know, she's escaped all the other kind of guys. She they try to to drug her, but it's only sugar because she's replaced the drugs with sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, she escapes, and again, like we see, we she uh, flips that cop car over. She stabs Sid Haig. Right. She you know, did it all herself. Absolutely, just one woman, uh, tour de force. 
of yes. violence and revenge. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then she gets, she kills the other guy. I, I love that the bl- half-blind guy gets absolutely <laughs> destroyed as she drives the car directly into the house. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that moment. He was like, he was like, oh, he's coming down. He's coming down here a pace. I wonder, I wonder why he's he's moving so fast. And he's like, let me just uh, look out here. I'll, I'll show right. you my dodge. I'll show you my dodgy eye, and then <laughs> straight through the the whole house. And then she is just you like she's wielding a shotgun like you've never seen. Pow, pow, pow. And uh, and then she shoots the guy in the swimming pool. The the guy. Oh, he's disgusting as well, that guy. Yeah. Who, where he's like, oh, you know, it's he's fetish, fetishized her uh, watching that fight. He's like, oh yeah, she's got something about her I like. Mm-hmm. And then she hides the gun in the in the bear. And then he's like, oh yeah, you crawl. I'm going to spit on you and treat you. Yeah. And you know, he calls her some horrible things. And and then she she turns the tables on him. And I love that moment where she just is like, oh, you want, me, you want me to crawl? You crawl. You get down. I've got this. I've got the power in this situation. Um, unfortunately, she doesn't quite get it at that point. But then, again, all the way back to the end, she we learn that he's involved and he's trying to get secure more power for his... Uh, for He's like, he's like, she's like, how could you do this? How could you betray all the things you say? And I believed in what you said, all the stuff he said Mm -hmm. from the cameras, you know, that you're going to, you know, help black people. And we're going to, we're going to stop all this. You're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. The solution. Exactly. What about my sister? And obviously her cop friend who's like kind of a previous boyfriend or or friend, you know, he gets killed because he won't take, um, you know, a bribe. uh, Mm -hmm. And that, that, spurs her on even more for vengeance and yeah when he sits her down she's he's like oh baby baby where have you been i didn't know they were going to kill you it was just a thing and she's like don't worry lover they tried yeah <laughs> <laughs> not for lack of trying they try to yeah kill me. i love that line <laughs> and uh and she's like you know i'm still in a dream and I don't know if anything's real, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here for it. And and he's like, oh, but yeah, but we're doing this. I'm, and I, I needed to to get into the system, the white man's system and do all yeah. this to make the changes. And, and I, I love that she she's not like, oh, I'm just going to kill you because Foxy Brown would just kill him, I think. <laughs> that that character would just kill him straight away. But this one, the coffee's a bit more emotionally, you know, she's she's had her mm. absolutely, and she's had her head spun around with the vengeance and being a nurse and like do no harm unto others and you know Hippocratic oaths and stuff and uh, all of it, and it's working, it's working, just until the uh, the woman walks out of uh, his bedroom and then she and you knew she was there, you did, yeah. you saw the way he looked, like oh he are he's already with someone else, like ugh. Like five minutes after she's potentially been killed, and and then you know if anyone was to call Pam a ballbuster, she certainly is <laughs> at the end of this film. Yes, and it's not exactly yeah. what he deserved. Oh yes, absolutely, so good. Don't worry, we'll get to Foxy Brown, and the finale of that film is fairly similar <laughs> in regards <laughs> to uh, to penises being dismembered. Um, <laughs> But yeah, is there anything else you want guys want to say about coffee specifically? Anything um, about the character, the story, music, cinematography? Anything? I think the music was better in coffee. Yeah, coffee is okay. the color. <laughs> the, the, I I loved the literal music in coffee. It was, he's a man. He's her boyfriend. They have said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I see really what you're what you're going for there. 
and it and it's King George, King George, right? King George, King George. Uh, that, do you think? Do you think his name is King George? <laughs> King George. I think it's King George. Um, I always remember King George, the actor who plays uh, King George. What's his name? It is. Uh, Robert uh, Dukui, I'm going to say. Uh, he's the he's the police captain in RoboCop. <laughs> so I, I always, when I see him here, I'm like, I'm like, no, you, you're a police captain. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you selling drugs? <laughs> yeah, because he's in like all three of the RoboCop movies. He's like one of the one one people that just stay throughout the franchise. And uh, and I always really liked him as well. He's got good energy, and I, I always liked his performances. Um, but yeah, here here he was just like I mean it's the same same actor obviously, but yeah, it's a very different character he's playing. Um, but yeah, anything else though? I, I did interrupt. No, did you? I feel like it. I, feel like I, did. <laughs> I feel like I stopped something. Um, but yeah, uh, right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about Foxy Brown. So Rhea, uh, why don't I've done one plot? Somebody else has oh. to do a plot. I'm not doing another plot. It's the See, same. If you want someone to do the plot, you have to let them prepare for it. You need to no. let them know before they're on your show. No, 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 no. I'm throwing this in. This <laughs> is your job. I mean, it's not, it's, they're not the hardest plots. They're not the most complex ones, are they? <laughs> I'll, I'll do this one. See okay. previous. <laughs> there we go there we go the previous movie yes it was supposed to be a sequel this one. Uh, and uh, again it was a very quick turnaround Jack Hill actually wasn't asked to come back to direct initially as well because wow. uh, because they'd had a falling out AIP were known for being a bit shitty with directors they didn't like directors um, so he they were going ahead they signed Pam for like a four pitch deal so they did Friday Foster and Sheba Baby as well uh, along with that deal. And uh, they were like, oh, they were looking for another director. And they were like, we're going to make the coffee sequel. But again, they got Jack Hill on. He was like, I've written the script already. Um, and they're like, okay, go, but it's not a sequel. Like, we don't we do not do sequels because they're not selling. So mm. a new character. So yeah, he did. He he wrote it. And you can see some connective tissue. Like, yes, definitely. I, I wondered for a moment when I first started watching, it was like, wait a minute, is she yeah. the same? because there are elements that felt similar but she didn't have that softness Mm -hmm. that coffee had i agree yeah that she didn't have the the sensitivity or the regret or the the conflict also um early on she spends a lot of time in hospital in the Mm -hmm. previous film she's a nurse and also Mm -hmm. in the previous film they said that um coffee's brother was a drug dealer and in in foxy brown her brother is a drug dealer yeah Uh, played by Antonio Vargas of uh, Starsky and Hutch fame, Huggy Bear. And uh, so I, I can, you can kind of sort of just see the sequel. Um, it's never mentioned what her job is, because obviously, you know, Coffee was a nurse, so they were like, oh, we don't want to come up with a new a new job for her. Let's just- right. <laughs> That's where I felt some of this, this story was weaker, because it was just like, you don't care about the actual story, you just want to watch her kick ass. So just, she has no backstory. Just, <laughs> we'll just carry over <laughs> elements into this one. She wasn't as well-rounded a character in this. No, I, I, w- I would agree. It's very much, I, I don't want to say it's a one-note character, but it, it is a bit more like, right, I want this, I've got this, I've got to do this. Right, yeah, she just. wasn't one note, but so this had a bigger budget. They had they definitely had better cameras and lighting and they had better makeup and clothing. Like All the wardrobe was better. It was flashier. But you could see that the script was rushed. It didn't, the story itself didn't feel like it was as fleshed out. It was just like, it doesn't have to be good. It just needs to be fast. 
Whereas the other story, I felt like they took more time to develop an entire plot. Now, some of the plot was silly, but it was intentionally silly, where here it was just like, I don't know, just do something. It felt like that. You know? <laughs> we, we have to get this finished because they're, you know, everybody's hot about this success. We need to put this out now. We don't have time to make it better. We just need to get it done. Yes, exactly. And that's and that I've was... been on sets like that, I know. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have to be flashy. It doesn't have to be good. Just get it done. Just get like, it done. We have this location today. Get it done. <laughs> <laughs> get your lines right. <laughs> one take, one take. It's, yeah, almost yeah, never, it's almost never the actor that is causing that kind of stress, or we are running out of daylight. <laughs> I've I've been there. I've been there. My God, <laughs> so many, so many hard days. But yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It was. It felt a bit more like we're moving from set piece to set piece to set piece in this one. Like it's like oh, this scene now, and this scene now, and this scene now. Right. What wasn't as much of a, a kind of an emotional through line, I'd say, as maybe in Coffee. Um, and if you but, hadn't seen the previous one, you may not have understood, like, oh, okay, we're doing this now. It's treated like, you know the drill. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, do you want to know what order I watched them in? So I watched Foxy Brown first, then yeah, Coffee, and then, watched, and then watched Foxy Brown again. Because I was, I was like, oh, right, it's like a sequel. Because I think my reason for preferring Coffee was because I saw it first. Like, mm. you know, to be able to weigh back both, I think I would have been more partial to Foxy if I had seen it first, because that's where I learned storyline that's interesting because i first watched foxy first Mm -hmm. and then coffee so it's it's interesting to see like again they are very similar like yeah and where you're saying foxy is rushed i kind of like that i like that it's bam 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 this is the story that we're telling you know she's seeking revenge this happened the boyfriend doesn't hang around for ages fine let's get rid of him women are fridged all the time let's fridge right. names. get rid of him totally right? <laughs> i want to see her i want to see her getting revenge i want to see how she does it i want to see the clever ways that she comes up with it i i well, they had I, a healthy female friendship in this one too yeah good point yeah female friendship in this one fantastic i like that she's she like her brother she's just like actually just fuck off you're at the beginning she's like you're a terrible person and then of course it's even worse that he he betrays her and then at the end I like that she brings in the Black Panthers I completely agree with you I do think her story of doing it all by herself is stronger in coffee I actually completely agree with that um and I do think it makes coffee a better character overall but I like that she brings in other people but still does her bit she's like I'm done with this shit. You deal with that shit. I've got this very singular agenda that I'm going to do. And so I need you to take I'll care of everything else. So yeah, yeah, right. So I can do this bit. And you know, I think listening to you both talk, I think you are actually right about um coffee. I do probably think it was written a bit better. She's probably a better uh well-rounded character. But there's just something about this. I was like, yes, we're just fucking cracking on with it. And she is. <laughs> just taking these shits down and I really I was like fully on watched it twice both times 100% on board I was like yep <laughs> but were it. you disappointed in the ending no get full vengeance I feel like that woman deserved a lot more pain than she received I mean she's that woman Catherine Catherine is that right I think um, so yeah yeah is and you know I don't like to say this about people because I think we treat mental health a poorly is a full-on fucking nut job and I think the torture of getting her boyfriend's penis in a box is going to send her completely nuts. And I think that is a fitting 
fitting vengeance for her because she now has to live with that as Foxy herself expresses. She has to live with that. And I think she deserved more. She deserved Ah, <laughs> Yes. On you like once. Like, yes. I wanted her to her. have the rose petals leading up to their bedroom in the romantic oh, music nice. only to find it in their bed, you know? Oh. <laughs> What's in the bag, you know? <laughs> But it made me think about Giles in Buffy then. Right, that's I said. She deserved the Angelus treatment. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That is, Tonya, you're bloodthirsty. Don't cross Yeah, I love it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm never mess with her. I I I wouldn't want to cross either of you, I'll be honest. I think between the between the two of you, you would have if if I had wronged you in some way, you would have some sweet sweet you vengeance. Like with spoilers. <laughs> oh God! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not that I'm keeping track or anything. No, I've, I've definitely I've definitely spoiled the most things, but I, I'm learning. I'm, I'm getting better. You've I'm not... made the most effort not to. Other than Mike, he is wonderful. Yeah, he's not really... only is, is he good about not spoiling things for me. If he catches somebody else doing it, he will warn me outside of the group. <laughs> that I don't look at this. And then I'll come back and see his message where he told someone else, this is a spoiler. And then you'll see that there's a spoiler box that has been edited into it. So. <laughs> I, 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 discovered, I discovered on the Discord that you can, you know, spoiler the images, do the spoiler thing. Yes. That was me. I discovered that. So, you know, I've made the effort. Yeah, why? Why did you discover that? <laughs> What because I, you? because because I was sweating and I was worried and I was anxiety. <laughs> I felt I genuinely did feel bad. I was like shit. Uh, I actually caught Mike the other day for the Love and Thunder uh, trailer for Thor. He was uh, referencing something on that trailer, and I went, technically, that's a spoiler. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and he, and then he he removed it as well. So so I, I I'm 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 also the, uh, part you of the spoiler. Just, I'm on the spoiler I, I police. I'm keeping track, but I'm keeping track of your efforts too. <laughs> <laughs> If you if you don't if you don't know, guys, we are on a uh, comics in motion Discord chat, so we're all kind of chatting away. So I and we just sometimes... had an incestuous chat there, didn't we? Like we're just referencing we everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll keep that in. Um, yeah, I I, the, I will say that black exploitation is quite progressive. It is a little uh, the opposite. It's problematic when it comes to like the representation of a lot of lesbian characters in these films. Mm. Like, but at there... least there was lesbian representation yes. in both of the films. Yep. Yeah, actually, yeah, there was two two. Le- there was a lesbian bar, a whole bar of lesbians. Um, mm-hmm. Well, we we assume they're all lesbians. Um, and you know, why, why would you make that assumption? <laughs> 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 it's because some of them have short hair, Dan. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, Rhea has short hair. Is she a lesbian? Oh, God, I, 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 Do you I, know what? I used to have a picture. I, I know what Mike was feeling now. And, um, and the amount of wrong. I used to have a pixie haircut, and the amount of men who just say, Oh, you're a lesbian, you just need a good dick to turn you. And I feel uh... like, first of all, I'm not even going to, funny enough, I've got no interest, but you don't even want to know about what I'm interested in. Like, <laughs> you could not fucking handle it. So, the Oscar myself. Isaac discussion. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. We're back. <laughs> But I think you're right. Yeah, again, you know, the, the back at that time, there wouldn't have been a, a lot of. Um, I remember get, um, Kevin Smith talked about his brother who is gay, and his his gay brother is always going. I just want a little scene of gay content in a mainstream film, like just a little thing, like not not like a whole storyline or anything, but just mm-hmm. some representation. representation. Yeah, and and again, this was kind of breaking ground, even if it is you know exploitative in in some ways. It was. 
making changes and and progressing in in a sense in a way so again efforts to to include lesbianism Mm. and it was actually kind of clever in the first one where she's like wait till my old man gets back you don't want to see her you know (laughs) i love that i love that and i was like all right Uh, that that I, I love again, like the intelligence of the character, uh, Pam Greer's um, power as well. Like again, it, it's not just the her physicality; she can do the physical stuff, as you've said, but it is her raw ingenuity, her power, yeah. her intelligence that that pulls her through these situations. She again, just happens to be hot, and I do like what she said about showing her body in the first film. Is maybe if I I'm naked enough, it won't be a big deal. Like guys won't get all stupid about it it'll just be a naked body yeah. can we move on now exactly so that and that's that was her point it was like I, you know here here i am i want you to get bored of this body you know it's great right. but i want you to get bored <laughs> of it if you've seen it that much you're like oh there's no there's no mystery there's no mystique if you will As, yeah. uh, <laughs> i understood that reference okay. <laughs> <laughs> i understood that reference <laughs> i did like i did like the other sex worker who went mystique Mystic. <laughs> like, what kind of name is that? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to uh, back to Foxy Brown. Um, so again, we've kind of gone on our own little tangent, but the main crux of Foxy Brown is she has a boyfriend who was uh, an undercover cop who is having plastic surgery to look like somebody else, and uh, she's very happy with the results of the plastic surgery. Almost too what? happy. <laughs> but what I that I love that so much. I love that she's really open. She goes, "What if I don't like what I see when the bandages come off?" Which I is so searingly honest. I was just, I was just like, "Oh wow, okay." Because you know, you feel like I'd love, I love you no matter what is under those bandages. She's like, "Fuck no." Um, and then when they come off, she is like, it's just is like, let's get home. We are shagging. Right. I thought she was too enthusiastic. Yeah. It's like, you look even better. You know? <laughs> I'm sure there's a bit as well where she pulls the sheet back and is like, well, as long as this still works <laughs> yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. And then, and then I think as well, Foxy Brown has a lot more comedy in it. Like it's a bit more exaggerated, yeah, it's lighter, it's lighter mm-hmm. and obviously you've got the nurse coming in for the sponge bath. <laughs> <laughs> she was great. Oh, she smacked him. None of that. Damn. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. But there was there was definitely a lot more kind of it's it was more like like Rhea was saying, it's a lot more fun. But uh, but I do like a good vengeance film that makes me question vengeance as well. But this it was a bit more Why would you question vengeance? <laughs> Well, there you go. Good question. That's another podcast in itself. <laughs> um, but we we learned that. Uh, well, the opening scene is quite quite cool because uh, Antonio Antonio Vargas is trying to hide out from the cops, uh, not the cops, the the people he's working for, and uh, the right. kind of call girls drug ring thing that's going on red, led by Catherine. I think it was um, a loan shark situation, wasn't it? Or was it just he owed them drug money? I think so. I, th- I think there was it was something Definitely to do with money, money involved mm. because he was hoping that the twenty thousand for turning in for revealing the, the location of the uh, the boyfriend. Boyfriend, yeah. I love that none of us can remember the boyfriend's name, and I think that's brilliant. Michael. How often does that happen to a woman in Michael, films? I remembered. Oh, <laughs> there you go. My point. <laughs> <laughs> and Pam amazingly comes to his rescue and just literally drives down the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. Amazing. And then she she turns into a guy while she's behind the, the wheel of the car for some reason. Uh, who could that be? Who knows? 
not, <laughs> it's not her stunt double. No. Um, no. Um, but yeah, run, runs, doesn't kill the guards, runs him over, saves her brother, even though mm-hmm. he's a scumbag, protects right. him. And, th- and that's that's one of the emotional cores I did like about this, is that even though he has been instrumental in getting Michael killed, her boyfriend killed, she still gives him the opportunity to leave town. And he doesn't take it. Yeah, he's such an idiot. Yes. Like, as, as, as vengeance-hungry as she is, it's still her it's brother. It's still her brother, though. Yeah, but I love that. I like that. I think that's a really that's a really nice thing. And again, she's she's just like, and she's trying to almost scare him. Like, I'm going to come back for you. But actually, the uh, what was it? The uh, the dynamite is up your ass, and the fuse is going. I think it was yeah. that. <laughs> love that. And uh, and then and then he's and the girlfriend's like, who was that? And he was like, that's my sister. She's a, she's a whole lot of woman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did not like the way he kept calling his sister baby. Like, ew. <laughs> Yeah, I would, I would punch my brother if he called me baby. <laughs> yeah. And I have I would, to hope he does not listen to this because now he's, he's going to yeah. do it, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he's going to start he's doing it. <laughs> hey, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> 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 it's all icky. It's all icky. I, uh, I I really hate adults being called baby. Anyway, I hate people like hey baby, hey babe. I don't like it. We're not babies. We're adults. And why are you, why are you trying to make us like babies? I don't like it. Personal choice. You can do it if you want to. What are you uh, called? Uh, what do I call Kevin? I call him Kevin. I call him Darling. That's about it. But I just I, I just like don't. Say darling. <laughs> I just baby. Do, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I, babies are, are little human beings. That's maybe not. I don't like it either. But I had a conversation recently with some ladies about what terms of endearment we do like and what mm-hmm. we are called. And I, now you just have me curious. What does he call you? Just rear, I think. Well, <laughs> 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 uh, I think he does have something that he calls me. Um, I do not know because I'm really tired, Tonya. It's half an hour past my bedtime, oh. and it has been a couple of weeks, right? So it's a miracle I know my own name or what day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I was in a relationship with someone, and for some reason, our terms of endearment for each other was the c word. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just like it's like oh. it works. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was like I was like oh cunt. <laughs> and she'd be the same she's like oh you're such a cunt um and, and it was in a weird way in a twisted way it's quite sweet in a very twisted way anyway another tangent darling, uh, i think we just both go for darling but darling become a, became a thing for kevin because when mj first started understanding people's names she thought kevin was called daddy darling because i always called him darling oh i love that though that's, that's why so that's really stuck so she always thought she was mj sweet oh, she has actually yeah but i don't think she's picked up on it so i should actually do that and be like the darlings because we bring <laughs> this back to our disney conversation again yeah yeah it's, oh here we go <laughs> All of the Disney discussions, all of them. <laughs> if you want um, to make another connection, I don't know if you read in the trivia that Pam Brewer said the love of her life was Freddie Prince. So she could have been Freddie Prince Jr.'s mother yeah. because they, they were in such a passionate relationship, but she couldn't deal with the drug use. Yeah. And then she could have been part of the conversation with the Buffy universe and the yes. Star Wars universe. Yeah. Love it. I, I will say, like, look, looking up Pam's love life is horrific. Like, it's a really 
horrific, like from one horrible relationship to another and the, the kind of stuff she's been through. I, I won't go into it now because it's too it's too long a story. But if you if you look into it, read her memoirs, she she's been through the ringer. Like she really has. And to to have this level of success and and fame, you know, it's it's incredible. But she is an incredible a- person. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think, and I think she's she's truly paid that. But Again, the, there's a TCM Turner Classic Movies are actually doing a podcast season on her entire career um, this year, the next season, I think. I'm not sure. I think that might be in the autumn, I think, or fall for uh, anybody in America. Maybe nudge Jack in that direction. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Mm. Um, I think he'd yeah. like it. I think he would really dig it. And then and then she was at the, the film festival recently and they showed her film and she was interviewed. It's on YouTube as well. You can find it. Um, but yes. Anyway, back to Foxy Brown. <laughs> so uh, oh, we're also celebrating. Yes, yeah. we are. Ce- we are celebrating Pam. We are celebrating Pam. Um, but yes, uh, Foxy Brown. Any more things you want to say about it? Any any other thoughts, feelings, scenes, characters? How about the performance of Catherine? <laughs> she, <laughs> she is so interesting. She is the original no Parker Posey, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Such Parker Posey vibes. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see that. I, and I love Parker Posey. I'm saying that in a in a very complimentary way to Parker Posey. Loving way, very loving. Could watch her. I could also watch her in anything. Just having an absolute ball, which I think feels was her entire. Big Bad was a woman. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I really like that. And, and it was I look. So clear she had the power in all of her relations. Yes, uh, and the look, reveal, they reveal her as well, don't they? That the, like the men are talking, and it's sort of it's revealed that she's in charge. I really like that. I, I I thought I thought it was a good. I think it was a good change to make. Obviously, I think Coffee was saying something very obvious about you know men and and the evil that men do. Um, but I did like the kind of rivalry and and the and the complete like opposite ends of the spectrum that both of those characters were on. Like she's very, you know, the Catherine's very like, you know, neat and polished and, and slight and, you know, and she's all, you know, neurotic. Exactly and, on the inside. Yeah. yeah. She, she's, she's jealous and insecure because her boyfriend keeps looking elsewhere um, and looking at Pam directly. He was like, you know, and he's like, well, yeah. yeah. He was an idiot. Like, dude, she's right there. No. <laughs> I know he's so uh... I'm just gonna get up and walk over here and stare all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even doing a good job of like pretending not to look at her. He was like, oh, oh yeah. Try to be subtle a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not also, possibly interested. <laughs> Kathy, right. do why you is that broken looking at her, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Just Catherine does no research on any of the women she gets in for her modeling agency in quotation marks so just do a quick you clearly can do background checks you've got loads of power just have a quick look at these women that you're hiring how did you find out about my business she just yes everything or is she looking at her going i can make a lot of money off no that's probably true (laughs) (laughs) i did i did quite enjoy the scene where Again, I don't know if it helps her character much, but I think Rhea was talking about the kind of sisterhood thing earlier on as well. Um, and with the with the other character, she becomes the call girl. So she goes undercover. She becomes a call girl, and she's helping the other char- the other female character. I can't remember her name. Do we remember her name? I don't remember her name. I can't remember her name. No, terrible. No. Okay. Um, but yeah, she they kind of go as a pair, and they've got a these 
because they they're all like high ranking kind of. It's a judge, isn't it? That's it. They're going for a judge yeah. because. Oh, we yeah. need to talk about that scene. Yeah, <laughs> you you've, you've got opinions, Ria. You run with it. Go. That scene when they are with the judge and they are oh, little tiny. I can't see it. I can't see your little right. tiny penis. So good. I genuinely laughing out loud i was just like, like this is just playing a game no baby no and i and i couldn't believe that it was just in a film just they that these two women were just openly mocking a man in power about his penis and he sort of is going along with it to start with he's just like oh like exactly like you said to him like oh it's a game is it is it funny ha <laughs> ha and it's like no they're literally talking about how pathetic you are as a human being and as your penis. I was like, this is brilliant. We need more of this. More humiliation. <laughs> more humiliation. But yeah, no, I I, I love that scene because I I just I just think I love how he's like smiling. He's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, all right, okay, all right. This isn't fun. Why? Why me? <laughs> it's like he genuinely has no concept of anyone ever being mean to him like, mm-hmm. he just cannot fathom they, they can't mean this i'm a judge everyone kowtows to me they please teeny tiny sir we don't want any of it and we can't find it even if we did oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> And I mean, that was kind of the probably the most risky part of her plan, if you could yes, call it a plan. Yeah. I, I guess. was just like, why are you doing this? It's amazing, but you're yeah. totally going to get yourself in trouble. And she didn't because she's so badass that just got away with it. And we have that we have that scene where she's um, that that character has her husband and her son turn up and like, what are you doing? Why yeah. are you doing mm. this? Why are you on the drugs? Why? Why? we? You know, who what mother doesn't want with it be with her son? And then he gets like knocked out, and then and then later on, I love that that Pam's character, Foxy Brown, has has taken her and is like, right, I've I've talked to your father or your grandfather. You're going to go stay with him. You're going to be safe. You're going to be happy. You're going to get away from this life. Uh, and that's that's Wait, what's going to happen. That didn't. That wasn't mm-hmm. part of her original plan. She could have been like, look, I'm sorry. This is your problem. I have my own stuff I need to handle right now. But she didn't. She's like, I can I can help her too. Yeah, she's not all vengeance all of the time, which, mm. I, which I like as well. Um, does she? Uh, oh, she she doesn't make it though, does she? Sadly, because we have the uh, we have the lesbian bar fight, uh, yes. and uh, which has probably my favourite line. She's like, "I've got a black belt in karate, <laughs> so with a bar stool, I've got a black belt in bar stools." <laughs> loved it, loved it. And then obviously they get chased because Antonio Vargas has given away their location, but they've also killed him, so he's now dead. And and then Pam gets taken to that horrible shack, mm. that awful, now, that awful was shack. Not and that I... was another reason I preferred the other film is I did not need this to happen here. No, I, I I agree. There was it was it felt very seedy and sleazy and it was so gross. I don't and I don't think she needed to be raped. I don't. No. I think that they'd pulled her down enough by taking her there, giving her drugs mm. that there did not need to be rape in it. I just yeah. yeah, I didn't like that at all. Part of me, part of me feels that 
he's looked to the original script and he's going, I've got to hit these beats or have similar scenes, but let's flip them. Let's not have this happen. So in coffee, she, she has put sugar in the drugs. So she's yeah. not affected by the drugs and she can escape in this. It's like, okay, what if we do that? But she actually gets that. Mm. And she actually is uh, physically assaulted, which is again is going to happen in, in coffee. Um, so I don't know if maybe he's like, I've got to shake it over. I've got to change things because it is, it is even though he does change it, they're still very similar films but mm-hmm. from from what i've heard from jack he'll talk about it he wanted to make it bigger more extravagant more action-packed um you know and and i think like like uh like tonya was saying it is on the screen you can see that extra money that they've mm. popped into this absolutely but yeah we have a we have another um dismembering or destroying of penis <laughs> we, we cut i mean they kind of do release the dongs in this oh that's yeah. exactly what i was about to say they are releasing the dongs Quite literally. Um, We talked about it a little before with the the hiding of the gun and stuff. Um, And and again, it's kind of, again, there's a lot more of that social message through this as well with like, like Rhea was saying, like the black, that Black Panther like group. I think it was like, Mm the enders of the new slavery or something I think they called themselves. It wasn't strictly the Black Panthers or anything, but they were a group um, that were trying to kind of stop the drugs and uh, drug dealers in the area. Um, I, li- I like that idea. I like that message. And she teams up. But yeah, I think we have said it takes a little way from her agency as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, but it but it was, but, it was, but it was quite an interesting Strong scene. women can ask for help. Asking for help is strength in itself. Sure, yeah. yeah. I didn't have a problem that she asked for help. I just preferred when she didn't need it. Yeah, you just wanted to be able to kick everybody's ass. Fair right. enough. <laughs> But that that's that scene as well, like when when they all like jump on the guy and then and she's like, she's like, yeah, just take his dick off. Just take like there's no, <laughs> the no remorse. That that's yeah. power right there. Too. Yeah. You just had all of these men remove right. penis. Do it. You know, and they're like, no, they're, like they're like, oh, God, why are we doing this? Oh. <laughs> I feel like they weren't. I feel like they were like, Foxy's asked us to do it. We're doing it. You know, it's right. it's the reason her brother calls her. I, you know, that situation could easily be her brother is not a drug dealer. He is just a black man who happens to be in the street and two white people come along and are, feel threatening. He feels like he's yeah. going to get in trouble. So he calls someone to say, I need you to get me out of this situation. In another film about about black people it'd probably be a guy who comes and and saves him and they drive off and they go oh god that you know Mm. white people are racist but instead he calls his sister and she you know she comes along and saves him whether he deserves being saved or not but you know she is the powerful person in this film you just reminded me of a scene that i could not figure out for the life of me why this was the choice and i know this is a stupid thing to be that to have bothered me but Tacos and coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody eating tacos and drinking coffee at the same time. That's so gross. I just cannot imagine that being a thing anywhere. And now everyone's just doing it. And no one's commenting on how disgusting this combination is. Mmm, delish. You know what? That that was the that's what they had. uh, That's what they had on set. They were like. Uh, we've got the van here today. It's, ta- <laughs> well, yeah. it's tacos. I have said it was something else in the cup. They didn't have to call it coffee. <laughs> oh. that the previous movie? Was that like their little callback? Like nudge, nudge, coffee? <laughs> you, you know what? Oh, maybe, you know maybe, what? Maybe. Maybe. Was coffee really a euphemism for the character and taco is a euphemism for oh. power? 
Oh yeah, maybe. You might be onto something. That's there. definitely that's definitely a that's definitely a Tony reach. That that's a Tony Farina I like reach. It. I think. It's a good one. But, oh, I, I like it. Tony. He's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Talking. Talk yeah, you know. He is. I, 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 speaking of um, of that scene, there was a similar one in Coffee, which I really liked. The kind of flipping on its head of the kind of the racist tropes, where Coffee's in her her car, she's crying, she's in oh, stress, yeah. and this guy just comes up and starts trying to molest her, and this white guy, and oh, and what then the her, fuck? yeah, and it was just like it was just like oh yeah, what's going? What's shaking? Yeah, but it wasn't because he was white; it was because he was a guy. Yeah, like, that's just, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's just men. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. I said no offense. It's because he's, he's a rapist. Let's, let's put it that way. Okay. I'm just the, saying, in my experience, it's not like one race over another. No, sure. no, no. No, I, no, I agree. I agree. But it was interesting to see that the, the black man was a policeman and he was kind of enjoying having the, the to scare the white guy with, with his mm -hmm. authority and his power. And he was laughing about it. And he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he was trying to laugh off the situation, even though it's quite a serious one. Um, but then obviously he sends him running. So that that was I thought that was a really interesting and and kind of telling scene for for yeah. the, the kind of the time at the time and you know and since and obviously uh, the Black Lives Movement as well is still very especially relevant. way back then that they're making this this statement way back then and that was nice. I I really I really thought that was a. Uh, quite quite a powerful little just a little scene again didn't have to be there doesn't it doesn't necessarily add to the main story the main plot but i think for that no world, but we for, see a black man as a cop we see a black yeah. woman as a nurse yeah that again is an improvement on foxy brown i must have jackie brown, <laughs> <On Foxy> brown. <laughs> <laughs> because they don't have any jobs except prostitution and drug dealer like that's just everybody in that world is Prostitute, drug dealer, bartender, lesbian. Like those are their only. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm... and the black cop is the one who's not on the take. Yeah. You know? right. How often do we see that it is the other way around? You know, it's it is, and that is the best thing about these films. And obviously, they're black exploitation films, so it's in the title. But just seeing films about black people and not white people and the white people are the shitheads and the black people are well-rounded and complicated and both good and bad and everything in between so refreshing to watch isn't it just it was really it was nice to see as a woman it was nice to see mm. as a person of color I mean what you're seeing is all right she has the cop friend so obviously he's going to come in and rescue her nope didn't happen. Mm. He was never part of the finale. Mm. I love the way they flipped that. And it, again, like again, they they're obviously the kind of like you were saying the fridging idea. They they come into the story. They're established. The relationships established, and then they're gone. They're gone. Mm -hmm. And I think and just carry carry on. And Foxy Brown does that a lot more swifter than Coffee. But both films are very enjoyable. Even though we do have to pick like, a winner. Screw the groundwork. Let's just get to it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Get to the good stuff. Where's the good? I know stuff? what you're both choosing. <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, I never make a decision when I come in, but I think this is a good time for us to compare the films. So let's go for it. So uh, as as all the listeners will know, there are five categories for comparison. So we have writing, acting, music, cinematography and direction. And I do have some tiebreakers if it's a close one. Um, so let's start off with the writing. Which film had the better writing? Tonya. Coffee. 
And why? Why are you picking coffee over Foxy Brown? For the reasons that we said, she was a more developed character. Her motivations were more fleshed out. They had more backstory for everyone. It wasn't just, let's just do some fun, fast stuff. There is nothing wrong with that. But if we're comparing the two, I, as a writer, I prefer a complete story. Rhea, what are your thoughts? Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry, I was nodding. It's a podcast. I'm really tired. Uh, absolutely agree. I do. I completely agree that it doesn't matter that I enjoyed Foxy more. The writing in Coffee is much better. And I think there's no real comparison in, in those terms. I, f- I feel like Foxy has some great one-liners, but overall writing isn't about one-liners. No, but they are cracking one-liners. <laughs> they are absolutely cracking. Um, you know, I think, I think Tonya posted one where she was like, you handle the justice, I'll handle the revenge. Uh, which I think is a great tagline for both of these films, really. Which is exactly why I chose it, because I went through both films just like, oh, I really like this. I love this. <laughs> this one covers both films, so let's do that. <laughs> it's, it is good. But I, I have to agree with both of you. I think, again, I was talking about that. Um, again, I know, I know Tonya is all about the vengeance, all of it all of the time. Uh, but I do like the moral struggle and the morality of that. And, you know, uh, you know, eye for an eye makes the whole world blind, that sort of thing. So, uh, but yeah, I have to agree. Characters are more rounded. It's more interesting. There's more conflict. There's more drama. I like the, the complex emotions with the boyfriend at the end. And yeah, no, I totally agree. So next one will probably be a tougher one. Uh, it's acting. So Rhea, which film had the better acting? Foxy easily for me. I think it's you know I don't think she's bad in coffee. Pam Pam Grier at all. I don't think she's bad in coffee at all. But I just as as we as I said at the end, I found her absolutely mesmerising in in Foxy Brown. I couldn't take my eyes off. Her. I don't know what happened in between the two films, but there's just I I feel her star power more, and I feel like she gets it more. She doesn't have to do a stupid accent. Um, which I think it helps her acting. And I think just overall, I think, you know, Link, I think he does a great job as well because we all hate him. Uh, I just I just think sort of, I feel the love between her and Michael, her boyfriend. Um, I feel that between the chemistry between the two of them a lot more than I do in Coffee and her skeezy politician boyfriend as well. So that... It's going to be Foxy for me. I don't even know. I'm justifying myself. Should have just said Foxy. Done. (laughs) Tonya. I agree. The acting was better in Foxy. I think that she was allowed to be more immersed in the character. Mm. I'm guessing with the lower budget, she had to do, she probably had to do more of maybe her own makeup, maybe Mm. more just there's less care for the talent when there's less budget. And when you are able to have a set where you have dressing room and you can breathe and not have to just have all of this there's a certain energy when you're on set and you don't ever get to move away into your own space because there's just all this busyness going on you need to be able to have your own space and having someone there to take care of your hair and take care of your makeup and your wardrobe and you not having to be responsible for everything allows you to focus on your job, which is knowing your character and knowing your lines and being able to give the best performance that you can. It is exhausting when you are expected to deal with all of the stuff and bring all of that to the table. So I think she was 
She had the confidence of the success of the last film, which, you know, it's no longer an experiment. We tried this. It worked. People loved it. They gave us more money to do a better job this time. So I think that she was able to take all of that and just give a stronger performance in the second film. Such an amazing insight. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. There's, um, I think in acting, we talk about kind of finding your feet and being comfortable and finding the character's feet. And and I just feel like she, we talked about it on Jack's podcast with Jason Statham. We, he, he's finding that confidence as his yeah. career is going on. And, and I think uh, that's back to the filmography of that podcast. Go subscribe, like, share, do all the good stuff um, that you are probably doing already. I'll leave it in the show notes. But yeah, I, I totally understand. And you can see that she's just, she knows this character. She's lived it. She's breathed it. She is this character. Coffee, I think the writing, allows her to do a more emotional stuff um like she's crying a lot more she's um but i like that it's she's kind of more restrained almost and it, it kind of there's a fire that comes out of her i think in foxy that necessarily doesn't come out in coffee but then in coffee she does have that vulnerability uh, which I like as well. But no, I think I have to agree with you guys. I think it's a it's a solid performance. And I I, I think, yeah, you can see the kind of, not training wheels, but you can see there's, there's something not fully there for her. But in Foxy, wham, bam, thank you, man. She delivers. Absolutely. Next up is uh, music. So you've got uh, Ron Ayers on Coffee. And you've got Willie Hutch on uh, on um, Foxy Brown, so two uh, very big kind of Motown talents, and and uh, I think uh, I think Ron Ayers was like the neo funk Godfather or something. Um, I have no idea. But uh, what did we think of the music? I'll go with Tonya. I think I already said I preferred the coffee music, and I can't really say why. I don't remember any particular song. But after watching it, I remember that it's something that I thought about where I, I can't recall any of the music from Foxy. None of it stands out. I do remember the ooh of the start of Foxy, the Foxy Brown track. <laughs> um, Foxy. Um, I do like the Foxy Brown track, though. I, do, I think that is quite funky. Um, but then, you know, but how can we beat King George, Rhea, as a song? Is it, I mean, is we it can. King... I didn't. I did not like King George. King George, and it went on forever. So are they ever going to stop? Just huskily saying King George, King George. Um, I I'm going Foxy Brown, but for the ex- I couldn't tell you why. I oh. I can't tell you why, but it's I much preferred. I think because of the. I'm not going to do the beautiful rendition you just did, Dan. <laughs> um, I think it's solely because of that track. And no, no real. I mean, both soundtracks are great. To be yeah, fair, I remember really watching them, going, "I'm loving these soundtracks." But I think it's the Foxy, Foxy song for me. It's down to me, I guess. Uh, I'm gonna agree. Am I gonna create an enemy here? Or... No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll get your, you'll get your revenge one way or another. I'm sure. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with Rhea, and I'm gonna go coffee. I just think well, it's... I went Foxy. Oh, sorry, Fo- sorry, 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 my mistake. Foxy. <laughs> I feel like how you trying to answer. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, trying, I'm trying to find the middle ground, not to piss anybody off. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with Rhea and Foxy. People actually just... get pissed off at you for not agreeing with them on your side. Um, no, not really, not really. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you don't have them back on, so you don't know. Yeah, yeah. Why would why would I have uh, returning people? 
get them. New new people, new talent, new things. Uh, no. I have new people on. I have returning guests. You're here. You're here. I meant more that you've disagreed, so you wouldn't have them on. No. Here's yeah. the you've thing. gone, oh, I you don't agree with me. about my answer. So it's not even like, yeah, oh, same I really here. love this as opposed to this. Like, they were yeah. both... They're fine. Yeah. Fine. But yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, Foxy Brown just because I think it was a bit more funky. It was a bit more upbeat. It was a bit more fun. Um, even though I think coffee, the coffee soundtrack is also excellent. So that is that is uh, one for coffee. And if I'm remembering correctly, there was this one song on Foxy that just sounded like a total like rip off of earth wind and fire it was just like discount earth wind and fire and it just bothered i think it just bothered me because it's like oh come on you could have actually gotten earth wind and fire what is this? <laughs> i mean probably probably who knows um but yeah so so that's uh two categories for for uh for foxy and one for coffee so cinematography is next what do we think ria so i'm going to go for coffee only because of that end scene on the beach and her coming out of the house. I it stayed with me. I really liked it. It felt very cathartic after the whole film. The film is dark and quite traumatic. And I felt it was just, it's really a really beautiful shot. You can tell I'm flagging because I'm like, it looked pretty. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost there. We're almost there. Come on. Uh, Tonya, what do you think? I think it's funny because I choose Foxy for this one. <laughs> hey! Because <laughs> I think it's cleaner. You could, you could mm. just, the equipment was nicer. The editing was cleaner. They, they just had more money to do what they needed to do. It could be the same cinematographer for all I know. I did not look into it. But they, don't, don't believe the it film was. looks better. Mm. It, you're right. I do think it does overall look better. You're you're completely right, and it's one of the reasons I enjoyed it more. But pretty, pretty beach, super pretty. I did, I did like, I did like the use of shadow uh, in coffee. I think they use shadow very well, and um, I like the swimming pool scene, the way that's lit, and the, you know he's floating mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, and that when that police car catches fire was great. It's more really yeah. effects than anything, though. Um, but it's still I th- fun. Yeah, like I will say, Foxy kind of looks a bit like every other black exploitation film. I will say that, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. And Coffee did have a bit more character. Oh, where do I go with this? I think you should go with Foxy. I do think Foxy is actually better. I think Tonya's right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, you don't have to go with what I said. <laughs> but I think she's right. I mean, I'm happy to change my answer as well, to be fair. Yeah, uh, I think she's right. Yeah, I like that we swapped. <laughs> yeah, completely. <laughs> Thanks for a more interesting conversation when we're not just like this one, this one, this one, all the way down the board. We don't vote party here, okay? <laughs> everybody <laughs> wins. Let's let's be honest. Everybody wins in this scenario. That's right. We all win. Jack Hill wins. Pam Greer wins. So it doesn't really matter. Right? But. Uh, I'm going to go with coffee because I I just think it's a bit more interestingly shot. I think there's a lot of kind of just, this is a location in Foxy. This is a location, big wide shot. I think there's a bit more to it. I like that opening scene where she's in shadow. The guy's head gets blown off. You know, I thought there was something really interesting about that. And again, the end scene as well. So I'm going to go coffee with that one. I'm going to go coffee. Right. So final category. So this is it. This is the decider who... (laughs) If we can decide, that is. Um, direction. So Jack Hill's direction. Which film did it better? Did he do it better in? 
uh, Tonya? Well, I have to think about this. Mm-hmm. I don't have a quick answer. I, I think I'm going to go with coffee because I think he had, he's more responsible for the success of the film because he had fewer resources. And I think he made her a star with that film. Mm. So much like coffee had to carry the entire film and do everything on her own shoulders. He kind of had to do that for this first film before Mm. he had all this studio backing and money and assistance. He wouldn't have even had that movie if it weren't for the success of coffee. So I'm going to go with coffee. Okay. Okay. Rhea? It's a difficult one. I I think you're not wrong. I think he does some more interesting visual things in Coffee, even though maybe Foxy is a bit more accomplished in terms of how it looks. I don't know my answer (laughs) to this one. Um, Because... I did immediately think Foxy Brown, because obviously that's the one overall I had more fun with. I watched twice, but there is something, there is something about coffee and I don't know what it is. I, I don't have the words right now. Je ne sais um, quoi. <laughs> I don't know. Oh gosh. I was like, I don't really care what I choose before this. And now I'm like, I'm taking it very seriously. I'm just going to be contrarian to Tonya and say Foxy for no particular reason, just to make <laughs> give, make it fun for you, Dan. That's literally sure. it. I think... Uh- I think they're both really strong in terms of direction for different reasons. So I'm going to make you decide, Dan. Again, uh, again, tough decisions. Uh, I'm, I'm the tiebreaker, really, in, in this in this particular one. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> we couldn't agree on anything. <laughs> I will, I will I say do, I do completely agree with you, but it, like because I'm just like I for this one, I genuinely don't know. I uh, so I'm just. I, th- I actually, I actually think this is the first Clone Balls I've done with with three people as well, because it's usually mm. quite a quite a binary thing. Um, so I think this is this has been interesting because it's it's kind of varied up a little bit. So, do you know, I changed my mind. I do, I do think coffee. I think he has to do something more interesting in it, and that you were talking about the swimming pool shot, Dan. It's there's something. There are some special shots in coffee and even though i enjoyed foxy more i think and it you know like i've talked about all the other things i'm just repeating myself i'm changing my mind i'm going coffee well um i was gonna say coffee as well Uh, (laughs) that that, that's lucky isn't it um no (laughs) i i i agree i i think i think tonya put it beautifully Mm. um i'll be honest i think there was there was an artistic uh vision behind Mm. this one I don't think there was I think because he was very last minute for Jack Hill to be brought on board um, Mm -hmm. it was a very last minute thing so he's like right got a script let's go it's you know don't call a coffee call a Foxy Brown all right anyway off we go Um, and fewer of the successes in Foxy were because of his direction Mm. the things that we liked more in that I don't think were because of his direction yeah yeah 100% right and coffee led to us even having this second film and he had to probably do a lot more than most just to get the film made i'm sure he had to do a yeah. lot yeah the fact that he was willing to put his name on the line to say i'm going to back a woman and i'm going to black or i'm going to back black people and make it their story and use my privilege to get this to happen it's a lot mm-hmm. absolutely and and i think and that's why you know Tarantino says that Jack Hill is the best American filmmaker ever, like the most important. And I think it's for films like this that he says that. Um, you know, Tarantino loves everybody anyway. But um, you know, as I've said before, it's been a while, though. like he appreciates mm-hmm. the creativity and the challenges that go behind making these films. And it's not just I'm only going to like this kind of film. 
no, there's beauty in all different types of storytelling. So uh, coffee is the winner. Um, I, I, what I will say is if uh, if people are easily offended by exploitation films, it's probably not for you. Um, but I will I will say there is a lot of kind of slurs thrown around and things. So go in bearing that in mind if you are if you are easily offended. Luckily, my guests today have not been easily offended and they have spoken beautifully about Pam and her work. Um, it's been fantastic. What a wonderful discussion uh, this has been. And it's everything I wanted it to be. So thank you guys so much. Um, you are are both, again, very talented in the world of podcasting and elsewhere as well in your lives. Um, why don't you tell people where they can find you on the social medias? We'll go with Tonya. Before I say where you can find me, I do want to say thank you for not just inviting me onto your show, but talking about Pam Greer. It's not something that I don't think she's celebrated enough. And I'm glad that you're pointing out that there's going to be a whole series showcasing her films. I didn't even know about that. I've got another as well. I've got another. Her her story has been her autobiography has been optioned by Disney. By Disney. By Disney. <laughs> okay. I wish everybody could see that face. That was the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> I might just I might just keep that just for yeah. the clip. <laughs> if you if you can screenshot that for me and send it to me because I want to make that into a meme. Uh, please leave that. That was so amazing. <laughs> Yep, so Disney are going to make that film. And, uh, and yeah, I, I imagine the actress is going to have to bear all as well, I imagine, uh, in that in that good case. Luck, good luck finding someone who can right. fill those boots. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, I, 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 I'm so glad that I can put, and this is what this is what my podcast is about, is, uh, you know, having a spotlight on these films, you know, no matter where they come from, what they're about, who who's made them, just saying cinema's great, check this stuff out. If you like it, you like it. If not, it's not for you. My podcast is very varied. I do try to diversify and I have different voices on, um, have you guys on and various other people from all walks of life. And, and I really do enjoy it. And I think, uh, I think this one has been really worthwhile and it's been, it's been in my idea bank, let's call it for some, <laughs> for some time. I, I was like, I've got to find the right people for this. Like I've got to find the absolute best group of people to talk about this thing and to talk about it as sensitively as we've talked about it but still have a lot of fun with it as well and I think I think we've done that so uh, I do appreciate you saying that thank you very much Donya well I love the transcontinental tag team of Rhea and Tanya yeah. <laughs> it's been unintentional from the beginning but man we clicked the first time I know, I know it was amazing <laughs> being guests on people's shows at the same time like we were both invited separately but it's like all right Rhea's there I am there I will do any show with you. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. I'm going to try and force you to do all of them as Marvels. I know you're incredibly busy, but if you're free, just pop on. I, you know. I, a, I have them all on my calendar and yes. I am attempting to be present for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but you know how things happen. Yeah, exactly. And we're flexible. We understand that about each other. That's fine. Absolutely. You know? We will stop delaying. Yes, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I really uh, have to go to bed. We were, yes. we were, we were really <laughs> concerned about like Tonya having things to do and getting on with her I know. life. And now and we're so actually more, we're more concerned about Rhea not falling asleep on us. If you want to know, I'm in the dark all of again the as well. Things that I'm doing that keep me from being a podcast guest, <laughs> you can follow me across social media at Ms. Tanya Todd, my website, Ms. Tanya If you care about any of the films that I'm doing or 
I'm going to do, you can follow me on IMDb, just Tanya Todd. And thank you again for having me, Dan. My pleasure. Rhea, I know you're so good at this bit, and especially because you're so tired. I, I, I imagine this will be amazing. So uh, go really well. Off you uh, go. Everybody, everybody follow Tonya because she is amazing and she yes. posts great content. So not only does she do all of like the amazing stuff in her own life, but also she has time to post amazing content on social media. And I just don't know how you do it. Do you sleep? No, you don't because you are a vampire cat. So you don't. Talking about me, find me at Rhea Carrigan on Twitter and Instagram. It'll be in the show notes. You know how to spell it by now. Um, or at Femme on Film and Comics in Motion, Pop Grillers, although I've not done that for about a million years because my life is hectic. Uh, <laughs> Femme on Film, returning on Indie Comics Spotlight, which is just the most fun ever. Uh, I think that I think that's me. Yeah, I, I'm not going to put any of that in the show notes, so don't worry. <laughs> uh... <laughs> do it, just do any random spelling of the name Rhea and Carrigan. You'll find one somewhere. Of course, you will. You will. Um, you know what? I've completely fucking forgot at a shit ton of listener comments. Oh no. <laughs> I've totally forgot. <laughs> oh, sorry guys. Uh we've we've run out of time. Um thank you though for all the, the ones. There has to be one. Yes, do one. Do okay, one. I do one. Who, who, who do you want? Who do you want? Who do you want? Who do you want? I've got I've got Jack, We've got uh I am Jack's Musings, Max Byrne, Paul Meller, John Hammond. Or uh, Mike of Genuine Chit Chat. I'll let you decide. I don't want to choose the person. I want to choose the question. Oh, yes. Uh, so it was just to say, it was basically, um, I asked, what are your thoughts on black exploitation, And basically, what are your thoughts of Pam Greer and her career was basically what I asked. And they've all kind of responded in their own way. Um, but, uh, I mean, pick, pick who, who you want me to talk about, and I'll just see what they've said. Why should we pick the person? I want to know... What's the most Just, interesting one? Let's yeah. have a look. Let me have a quick look. Uh, Great podcast content. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, ab- this is getting cut. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'll go with John Haben because he's a, he's a good lad and uh, I like him a lot. And he's a big fan of the VHS Strikes Back and all the comics in motion guys. Um, so, and he said the most about Pam. A lot of people have just said, I've not really seen a lot of the work. I've seen her in Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown is excellent. That's the kind of general consensus. Yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah, and, that, and that's and that's true, and we appreciate that. Like, I don't um, want to pick someone out of my personal bias because someone could have a really awesome question, and I didn't. True, true. So it's a, again not a question, but it's a it's a statement just about Pam and the kind of black exploitation films and stuff she's made. So John Hammond, so that's at John Hammond seventy three. Uh, from her start in exploitation movies such as The Big Dollhouse and Black Mama, White Mama, to the brilliant Jackie Brown and Ghosts of Mars. Uh, she's had a very varied career while not hitting the heights of some of her counterparts shame as she is a great actor that's a perfect ending i think so too. i do want to add something to the ending go and listen to i am jack's musings back to filmography ghost of mars episode that has pam green in it because it is very funny Yes, they weren't. They weren't that flattering to Pam. In that no, no, no. But they're not flattering about the whole film. True, it that is, is very true. funny. And you know, let's do some nice cross promotion. It is because oh, I just finished listening to it whilst folding laundry because my life is thrilling. Yeah, what, one, of, one of one uh, of one of the comments was was from uh, Max who said her performance <laughs> her performance in Ghosts of Mars was a tour de force, and then and then Jacks went. Um, There's recorded evidence that uh, says otherwise, good sir. Uh, <laughs> 
But yes, that, and there's uh, some other great um, comments, but we've gone on far too long as it yeah, is. Sorry. Rhea is but, but I think you're saying is people need to follow you on social media so that they can read these comments. Why don't you tell us where they can do that? Absolutely. She's the professional. See, she's professional better than the room. She's better than all of us. She's the Pam Greer of this podcast. <laughs> she is. Sonia Todd <laughs> is the Pam Greer of podcasts. I've said it, quote it, use it. Put it, put it on your book, Tonya. That's what I've said. I, I'm going to put it on my website. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quote, spider down in the secret balls. Um, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter. So it's at Dan underscore balls. Uh, Facebook, it's at secret balls. Instagram, it's spider down secret balls. Review, like, share, subscribe, comment, etc. Don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle when you interact with us. I say us, but it's just me and, and my guests. There's, it's, I do all the work. It's okay. Um, Dennis likes to think he does something, but he doesn't do anything. Uh, anyway, uh, if you want to join the battalion and be breached in full on the secret balls, swing over to spiderdownandthesecretballs.com. That's uh, at Prattle World, as we like to call it. And uh, I'd like to thank my patrons on Patreon. I am Jack's Musings, Paul Mellon, Max Byrne, Scott Hodgson, Simon Cotton, Mike Burton, Angry Andy Reviews for their continuing donations. It is very much appreciated and helps Prattle World keep on turning. And if you ever find yourself in a position to help the podcast, please consider it. Um, and these guys will be getting this nice and early uh, because they are my patrons. And I bet they are looking forward to it because I've been posting all about it all of the time. Um, but I was so excited for this and you guys didn't let me down. Uh, amazing, amazing. Thank you, thank you so, so much for doing this and giving me the opportunity to have such great guests and great content. Bye, guys. <laughs> I guess we should say bye. I guess yeah, fine. Say bye. I also I wanted to be like, oh, thank you. It's been so amazing. Thank you for having us on. And then I it's thought, oh, you did not sleep. Yeah, and then quiet. you ended yeah. it so nicely. And then I was just like, I'm just going to shut my laptop and go. Yeah. Um, I'll keep this all in now. Goodbye. <laughs>